What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here <laughs> at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by both of my gaming dads. I'll start with the man in the middle, Mr. WrestleMania. Of course, I saw him down in Hollywood, and we're going to talk about it in just a moment. Paris Lilly, how are you today, my friend? I, I'm doing fantastic. Let me know when we want to talk about WrestleMania because I have a lot to say. All but right. I, I'm doing fantastic. Gary, as always, it's great to see you. Excited for this episode this week. I love hearing that. And yes, Paris, we're going to talk about it in just a moment at the top of the show. But first, I got to get over to my guy, Mr. Gary Witters, in the building with me. I missed you last week, I believe. I didn't have you. And That's I right. have a surprise for you to kick off the show because, Gary Witters, I saw you take to Twitter and you said, what knucklehead? would dare buy the Puma Cloud9 gaming oh. socks. And I said, Gary, oh boy, do I got a surprise for you. Your boy Snowbike Mike already owns you've them. Already, so you already had them? I've had them for years, Gary. So that, that's a real thing, gaming socks. Gaming oh, socks, was not like an Gary. April Fool's or something. No, they want you to enter the eSports arena in comfort, walking on a cloud to bring your very best. But those look more like actual, but I mean, those actually have like rubber soles, right? So uh -huh. are, they, are they even socks or are they just like really soft shoes? <laughs> I don't know why they even like made the, the, these. The, 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 line is, the line has been blurred. I don't even know what to, what to make of that. I don't know if I'm supposed to wear socks underneath them or not. Well, no that's socks. the thing, like a sock to me is something that you would wear a shoe over. You couldn't, yes. you can't wear a shoe over that. No, you don't, no, this is, this is, you slide your foot in and it's your shoe. Would you walk day. around outside with those on? Hell or, no. When you leave the office today, you're going to put on a different pair of shoes. Of course, of course. Okay. Okay, so they're just for indoor use. These are my office. So they're more slippers. like slippers. Yeah, because yeah, slippers yeah. have soles. Uh huh. Why don't they? They can't call them gaming slippers though, because that's because that makes you sound like an old man. Exactly. I might be more likely to buy them. <laughs> they remarketed them as gaming slippers. Yep. That would unlock the Gen X and Boomer demographic. Puma, are you taking notes? They're not that's paying, right. but they don't think they don't want my money. Even though I've got more money mm -hmm. than fucking millennials and Gen <laughs> exactly. Zers, they don't want my, my 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 money's no good. They want my money. For yeah, they want your twenty five dollars. Yeah. That's right, Gary. Yeah. So I thought I'd make your day today. And I'd ask you, well, you, you haven't. I'd ask you, what was the dumbest gaming accessory you ever bought? Because clearly, I've bought in the Puma gaming <laughs> socks. I want to know what was the dumbest. I mean, I bought a lot of dumb shit in my life. I, I I used to be the ultimate sucker for like staying up late at night and 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 calling in and buying like whatever <laughs> late night infomercial bullshit that they yeah. would have. Oh, you should see some of the shit that I bought over the years. <laughs> um, but I don't think I've ever bought a dumb gaming. When it comes to gaming accessories, okay. I'm usually pretty good at sniffing out what is, is I mean, it's it's all bullshit, isn't it? Like, okay, that's bullshit. That bullshit. Right? Those fucking, those fucking uh, gunner optics, come on. <laughs> who, come who, on. Who, who, who are we trying to kid? Um, what was the other one? Oh, like, and, and don't get me started on gaming chairs. So they had, DX Racer actually sent me a gaming <laughs> chair once. I would never buy one. Yeah, okay. And I don't understand, it, it, I tell you, that, it, that is the absolute genius marketing of all time that I've ever seen. The idea that you need like a special, like, like a gaming chair. Yeah, yeah, like you... a chair is just a fucking chair. As long as it's comfortable. Uh -huh. But the thing is they made it so that like, it's very, you know, because they have these high backs almost like sitting in a race car, right? Yes. These ridiculous kind of like wing outs and stuff. Like it's only there for show, but like Twitch streamers started using them and they're very visible. And they started to create this idea that, oh, well, if I, if I want to be taken seriously as a gamer, I've got to have a gaming chair Game as well. Chair. You know what they should do? They should like just have a regular chair, but like for much less money, just sell like a fake back that you can put on it that makes mm. it look like you're sitting in one of these chairs. 
The only good gaming chair I've ever sat in, the good people at Logitech sent me their Herman Miller one oh, that they did. Oh, okay. That's what I'm in right now. Okay. It's a very, very comfortable chair. And, what, and Paris, as Paris will confirm, the, nice, the, 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 the thing that I like about that is they resisted that bullshit. You can't even, when you're sitting in it, you can't even tell, because it doesn't have a high back. Yeah. You I, can't even tell that you're sitting in the chair because it doesn't have that stupid, mm -hmm. you know, the chairs that look like what they have now in like the sports dugouts. Yes. You know, where, the, where, the, where it comes all the way over the back of your head. Mm -hmm. and the it's all marketing. It's all bullshit. There are so many gullible people out there. And you can, there's so much money out there to just be taken. <laughs> taken, Gary. I wish I had no morals at all because I would be so rich. If I had no morals or ethics, <laughs> I'd just like, how do I get the money? And I, and I don't care who I have to exploit or scam uh -huh. to, get, to, to get the money. I, would, I wouldn't fucking be here. I'd be sitting on a beach. So you're right telling now. me all Count, of those, my money. those back fans for the 360s that I kept buying were never oh. worth it? <laughs> Do you remember those? Personally, I got to get you involved. What was the dumbest gaming accessory you ever bought? Because like I said, 360 era, I was buying those weird triple fans that you would shove onto the back of the 360 for extra exhaust, Gary, because I needed to make sure the 360 wouldn't overheat. No, I actually, you just called it. That's That was the dumbest thing I've ever bought was the freaking fan to put on the, the console. It's like, why? Like, it's really going to overheat that much. But, but, but to be fair, in the 360 era, remember, Red Ring of Death, a lot of people's systems were failing. So at that time, you're thinking, okay, that's going to save my system. I won't. It won't break I know, but it's like the fucking the ivermectin of overheating <laughs> Xbox 360s. You know, this is bullshit cure. You know, there's a whole category, and I can't speak because I... I, I I do sometimes drink them. Yes. But like the gaming energy drinks. Uh-huh. Have you ever tried G Fuel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. It's horrible. I mean, do, you want, do you want us to bring in Andy Cortez so he can talk all when about it? When I was at TwitchCon last year, I got invited by 100 Thieves yeah. to this event. And it was to it was to launch one of their streamers. What's his name? Fucking Grape Nuts? Nade Shot. <laughs> Grape Shot? Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what Grape Nuts. Nade Shot had his own energy drink. Yeah. And I, they had them there, so I tried. It just tastes like every other fucking horrible energy drink. Like, what is this supposed? What is this supposed to do for me? Like, why? Why? Like, where is there a gap in the market for another one of these? Like, every week I go to the store. I'm sorry, I sound like a grumpy old man. Hey, it's all about the money. Every Gary. week I go to the store, and there's some new bullshit drink that tastes like every other one, but they've marketed it like slightly differently. And it's that's all it is. It's just marketing, marketing, marketing. There's no actual products anymore. Yeah, it's just the same product being remarketed 15 different ways. And I find it quite depressing. Now, I'll tell you what. I, I mean, told you I was in a bad mood today. I said, yeah. you shouldn't put me on camera today. <laughs> I said, I, I tried to warn Mike. I said, if you, if you think about my mood as a 20-point scale, right? uh -huh, zero yeah. is neutral, and plus 10 is like the best mood I could possibly be in, and minus 10 is the worst mood I could possibly yep, be yep. in. Right now, I'm running at like a minus two or a minus three. But so like, I, I mean, I'm kind of, I don't know why. I'm, did I go up a point? Nothing going, there's nothing wrong with my life right now. My life's fine. I don't have anything to complain about. Like, I'm just in a, just woke up this morning, got out the wrong side of the bed. But like, I, that's where I am. Okay. So like, I would, anyone who wants to complain about me in the YouTube comments or whatever this week, f fair play. Like, you know, have, take your shot this week because it's yeah. probably justified. I'm probably going to be a bit more cynical and a bit more harsh on things. Like whatever I say about anything this show, mm -hmm. just in your mind, just like dial it back 20%. Just really compensate for the yeah, fact yeah. that I'm in a bad mood. Okay, well, I like that, Gary. Let me, let me bring a little more goodness into your life. Of course, I showed you off my Puma gaming socks. Yeah, but let that me bring, did nothing for me. I, I thought that would bring you up one point. I'm not no, going to No, it didn't. I'm still, I'm dug <laughs> in at minus two, point, minus three. Okay. I'm not going to move. Let me bring you up a point then. Let me tell you about WrestleMania weekend really quick. Okay. With 
one Paris Lily. And the gang, of course, shout out to Andrew, Renee, and John Drake. Got all of the Kind of Funny crew and all of our extended family together. In I enjoyed seeing all the Instagrams over Ooh. the weekend. You guys had it looked like yeah. you had a ball. Gary, an experience of a lifetime going yeah. down to Hollywood and seeing WrestleMania live and in action. Uh, Paris, I've done a lot of talking, so I'll let you tell Gary and myself, what did you think of WrestleMania? I, I'm so glad you're letting me talk because, and I even said this to you um, on on day two when you know when I saw you for a few minutes because yes. this is the point I need to make. <laughs> so the first thing that I see is I see I see Greg on on social media posting pictures of Mike. I'm like, oh shit, Mike's Mike's with Greg. Look at him; they're at the YouTube theater. And then the next thing I know, he's down there down there on the on the floor. This is all before WrestleMania even started, right? I go, oh man, that's really cool. Then, you know, I, I see Greg, Mike, they come up to the suite that we're at. And we're all hanging out. We're having a good time. Next thing I know, I go, hmm, where's Mike? Mike's gone. Where, where did Mike go? Greg texts me. This is the main event of day Mike's one. Mike's notorious Bro for this, by the way. Yes. Yeah. But Greg sends me a text during the main event of, of day one. Freaking him and Mike ringside. I go, I, literally, my response was shit in all caps. That's what it was. Right. <laughs> And then after that, seeing pictures, Mike's backstage. Mike is with Rhea Ripley. It might, literally, Mike was ever. Mike might as well have signed a WWE contract. That's where he was. So, when and by I the way, that's probably two, only a matter of time. Oh, it's it's only a matter of time, hundred percent. But I see Mike day two, and I tell him, I go, dude, you are living the dream. I'm living through you. Every like every photo I saw, every just Mike had a permanent smile on his face the entire time. I was just happy for him because literally that's what I would wanted to be doing. I was so happy to be there again. Thank you know, Andrea and, and, and John setting the whole thing up. We had such a great time in the suite, just hanging out, watching all the matches, having fun, being together. Mike took it another level. He was on, he was on another level just, just all weekend. I mean, look, Greg is Greg. Greg is amazing. Everything that he's been able to do. Like when Greg was showing up in the segments with, with Austin, I was expecting Mike to just be in the background and he wasn't. So I was a little sad about that. But that's just how much he was everywhere. And dude, I, I'm, I was just so happy for you because, because oh. as a wrestling fan, since I was a kid, that's the dream. That was the absolute dream. Thanks, and that Rhea Ripley, that Rhea Ripley. Just, oh that's in, that's man, I met place, the so. champ, Gary. I met the champ. Uh, Gary, just to echo what Paris said, I was so happy to see Paris and Danny live and in person, of course, Andrea and John Drake. But uh, I mean, Gary, I'll tell you straight up. They gave me the pass. I saw the all access. All yeah. access. No supervision needed, Gary. Yes. And that meant. Well, I would take issue with that part, but I'm glad no you got the badge. No supervision needed, Gary. And that meant I'm going everywhere and anywhere. Okay. And I, I was flashing this badge all around. It's nice to have the VIP badge. Pointing at it, right? And people were like, come on in. Have a great time, Mr. Howard. Walked up. I said, you know what, Gary? I want to see what it looks like next to the cage on day two. I got up. I might as well should have touched the cage. That's how close I was, Gary. Experience of a lifetime. There it is. No, I'm very, very happy oh. for you. Look, you, you, like I said, I very much enjoyed your. Uh, yeah, yeah here's, a, here's a tweet. All your tweets on Instagram. It's not just from you, but you know, Greg and uh, Paris and John and Andrea were all. You know, you guys clearly were having the time of your lives. So I was very. You know, I was I was stuck at home changing uh, you know, diapers <laughs> and thinking about what might have been if I yep. if I had followed your career path and oh, ridden. Look at that. Uh, Greg's coattails. I mean, look. That's me at the finale. Yep. Uh huh. Just a couple. Of, I'm on TV, Gary. I'm on TV, having a great time. That's where you want to be ringside, because I saw some other people posting pictures of, like up in their executive suites, and yeah. those suites are nice, but like you're so far back from the ring, like you're basically watching it on the jumbo screens, right? Because yes. the actual ring itself, it's, you're too far away to see what's going on. 
So I have to add to that because that was kind of the running joke the whole night was or like, look, we spent enough money to be up here where we are. I'm not watching it on the screen. I'm looking at the ring. I don't care how small it might be. It was a decent enough view, but I definitely caught myself looking up at the big screen multiple times. But man, again, uh, ringside, I, ringside. Oh my God, Mike, Mike just had it going. But, uh, Wait, but Paris, one, did, one Paris didn't I see that you got like fucking floor seats for a Laker game or something as well? Like, weren't you on the court? <laughs> yeah, we talked about that last week, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that last week, yeah. Xbox invited me because it was the Lakers' 75th anniversary celebration and Xbox had like these custom Series S's. So they invited me and a few other creators. Um, we were up in the suite um, at, at, at crypto.com uh, arena. And then after the game, we got to go down on the on the floor. Um, had my son with me, so he was just over the moon. But, you guys yeah, are fucking good. living the life. When I go to Walgreens, it's a big deal. <laughs> or I get to go to Walgreens, yeah. pick up some Funyuns and my prescription. But, but I, I, I'm surprised I don't fucking Instagram that. <laughs> Bla hashtag walk. blessed. <laughs> Gary, I'll say, I'll say one last thing uh, on, on this, just, uh. this whole weekend that we just had. After everything we've been through with the pandemic and having to be separated and all that, this was like that first it just felt like things were back to normal and we we're all just together and everybody was just having a good time. Yeah. I mean, that was the most important part about it. Like, I don't even think I talked about a video game that entire weekend. It was all about wrestling and just hugs and smiles. Mm. That's, that's all. Great. That's great. I'm, I'm very glad it's human connection. That's what it's yeah, all about. Human yeah. connection. It was great to be back. And of course we have a whole lot of fun and positive stuff to talk about because myself and Paris went hands on with Minecraft legends, which was releasing later this month. And of course we're going to give you our thoughts and impressions of our early demo experience. And then we have so much more to talk about, but let's jump into it because of course this is the kind of funny X cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West coast, best coast time on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com. And of course on podcast services around the globe. Don't forget kind of funny is now Epic games partners, which means if you're buying games off the Epic game store, if you're upgrading your look in fall guys, rocket league, or if you're buying the season pass off the Fortnite store, please use our Epic creator code kind of funny at checkout to help support the team in a brand new way. And of course, talking about support, we always like to thank those who support us, whether you're watching the show live, being recorded, or any of our shows live recorded. Thanks to Patreon. Thank you all so much for watching and supporting over there. And of course, to our Patreon producers for the month of April, like Tripod Double Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Thank you both so much for your support being our Patreon producers. And of course, this week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is sponsored by Shady Rays and Evil Dead Rise, but we'll tell you all about that in just a little bit. Guys, before we get to the big preview of Minecraft Legends, I wanted to go around the table and talk about what we've been playing lately because I've gotten my hands on some games that I think will make you smile. Gary, let me tell you a tale about Rock K City. Crime boss Rock K City. Gary Witta, this game is bad. But it's so bad, I can't stop oh, thinking Oh, it's bad? Oh, Gary, it is not a good video game. But is it but so bad, what, it's good, bad, or is it it's, just bad? It's so bad, it makes me want to play more of it, Gary. So I, tell, me how that, tell me about that. So I turned it on, Gary, and I didn't know what to expect, right? I knew it was going to be a first-person shooter. I knew it was going to have 80s action stars. Right, of it's course, got Chuck, like Chuck Norris, Norris and Michael Madsen. Exactly, and, right. right. They have the big names that you thought you would want to see, right? And I jumped in. And the first thing you get thrown into is almost a payday heist situation. Okay, it's a heist gone wrong. You're up on yeah, top because of the, the tutorial, Isn't it the tutorial? Exactly. Right, yeah. you're, you're shooting off the cops trying to hold out until the big helicopter arrives and you get off. Or maybe it's a van. I don't remember. But it has this vibe of like 
oh man, is this going to be payday where we're doing heists and I'm sneaking into places, infiltrating different banks and like opening up vaults? No, it quickly becomes a weird situation where it's a business management sim meets like payday heist, but it's also the worst heist because there's eight enemies that you murder and then go back to the van and it's over within a matter of like three minutes. You also recruit different poorly named bad guys like rock hard and eight ball it's blackjack it's some unreal stuff there gary voice acting awful from all of your favorite stars it's as if they were given the script the day of and they just said yeah, yeah we'll phoning take, it in we'll take take one Where's that's my right check? that's great vanilla ice is in this but it's for right. some reason gary i can't stop thinking about it interesting and i don't know what it is I'm going to definitely go back and probably play all the way through because I'm just a nutcase like that. But it is, it's I, wild. I mean, when I first saw the trailer, I got kind of a Saints Row vibe from it, right? Mm. That seems to be kind of what they're going for. But as I said to you before the show, so I played it um, this weekend. I, I tried to play play a bunch of games that I've been meaning to get to. And I, I got like halfway through, through the tutorial on this. And, you know, and I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about any of this. And I just stopped playing. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Didn't, I just didn't care. Like and it's like the same same as the new Saints Row, which was also a misfire, right? That you know, I used to love the old Saints, Saints Row three and four, two of my favorite games I've ever played. The new one did not hit the mark. This kind of feels like another like again, they're trying too hard to be edgy and fun and ooh, look what we're doing. I don't care. Like again, we said out there like just just give me fucking GTA six, GTA or GTFO. Yeah, I love that. There's no you know, like, GTA the is the dog. only one of these games that fucking means anything. <laughs> Everything else, it's like, do you want do you want the real ten thousand dollar Rolex with the fucking certificate of authenticity from Geneva, Switzerland, or do you want the one out of the, the fucking ten dollar knockoff from the, the suitcase and the guy in Times Square? Because that's what these games are. Tell they're the, they're the knockoff Rolex. Uh, they, you know, I if you've played it, let me know in the comments what you think. Uh, it is so bad that I want to continue on for some apparent reason. I'll You're probably keep stop playing it. Night three, but I have to go back for night two, Gary. I played three hours of it. I can't get enough. I need more. I don't know what. Interesting. I got to I got to go I back. I wonder if there's a, a lot of games. Does it get better? Maybe that's what. This I'm would be an interesting for. one for the comments. Like what? I'm trying to think of like other games that are like because I can think of plenty of movies that are so bad they're good. So bad. Yeah, you can yeah. just like enjoy how bad they are, but like. What what other games are there? Like, what's a game that's like really bad, but like you still want to keep playing it? Because I can't. That almost feels like a new category to me. Like so bad, it's good gaming. Biomutant. Okay. Me. Biomutant was so bad, but I wanted to just keep going because I really yeah. wanted that cute weasel fox thing to just be better. And I suffered through the just awful fake dialogue because they didn't want to voice act any of the lines, so they just muttered into the microphone. Oh, God. And I just I kept going, Gary, because I wanted to see. If the open world would get any better, if the base taking over bases would get any better, I just I needed it, and that was another bad game I can think of like that, Gary. Yeah, right. I mean, I I, I don't know. Ever since I saw Rock AC, I was like, don't don't we already have Saints mm. Row? Like, is it again? Does there need to be another one of these? Somebody apparently decided yes. Mm. It's amazing to me when you think about like how hard it is to get anything made. Like all these different like you got to go through, you got to do you know proposals and presentations, and you go through like a whole green light committee. Like to get a game made and into production is really really hard. And, and, and you see stuff like this comes to market and you're like, how does that happen? Like, who thought this was a good idea? So it's bad. It's bad. Okay. Bad. Uh, Gary, let me tell you about one good game before I ask Paris what he's been playing. Uh, Deceive Inc. is a 3v3 player versus player social deception game. 
which I really have been digging. It's a first-person shooter in a very cool, like, 70s, 80s aesthetic, uh, kind of fortnite look. But really what it is is you get put into this cool map, great level design, okay. and your goal is to, of course, you will take disguises from different NPCs, whether they be staff, whether they be security, whether they just be human beings walking around the mall or like cool different cityscapes, right? And you're supposed to hide and find out where the other team is by what they're doing, but also break down through security walls and get, we'll call it the golden purse, right? And then you got to get out of there with the money and escape safely, right? Okay, that could and be so interesting. it's really fun of like trying to pretend to be an NPC with your team, walking around, getting towards those security checkpoints that you have to get through and then get to the next stage while also noticing, hey, that person's looking a little suspect. I should go after them and see if they're bad. You know what I mean? And so it's this fun blend of trying to disguise yourself and pretend to be an NPC while also figuring out where the other teams are and how you can stop them during the game. Kind of sounds like a like a mashup of like Hitman and Among Us. Yes. But with, yes, with shooter vibe. I don't know. That's, that's well said. At least it's something different. Yeah. You know? it, Again, I always want to see people trying new ideas. Something different, Gary. And you know, in the first person shooter world, I love those games. I'm always looking for who's trying something different, something new. This game caught my eye and I've been enjoying this the past two weeks a lot. Okay. So I encourage people to check that one out. Um, Paris Lily, what have you been playing lately? Because we haven't asked in a while. So it, it, it's funny. I fell down a rabbit hole of I, I picked up Fallout 3 and I was like, oh, I'm just going to cloud stream it. And it pulled in my old Broken Steel DLC. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to mess around with it for a little bit. I got sucked right in. And I just I, I started playing that. And then shout out to Barrett. Excellent coverage for jedi survivor mm, hey. with danny he that he also did over at game tag radio and and many others there's so much coverage out there that, that came out i'm like let me jump back into uh, uh fallen order so i can you know get refreshed before survivor comes out at the end of the month so been doing that as well and i've also been playing something that i can't talk about yet other than i will just simply say it's a free-to-play shooter and I'm intrigued. Oh, <laughs> I'm he's intrigued. intrigued, Gary. Yeah, I'm, I'm very okay. intrigued by it. They're doing something traditional, but different at the same time. And obviously when all these embargoes, there's so many damn embargoes now, but when the embargo for that one comes up, obviously we'll, we'll talk about it here as well. But uh, I am, I'm intrigued by it for sure. Okay, I like that. Paris, oh, don't say anything. Know, I hope it's Exomeca. One, one other thing. I know this is the Xbox show. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I I do listen to P.S. I Love You, XOXO. Okay. okay. And I would just simply, or did he say this? No, he said this was kind of funny games daily. No, he did say it on XO. Anyways, Greg Miller, I do still play my PSVR 2, and I am having a good time with it. So stop telling me just because I'm not tweeting about it every five seconds that I'm throwing it yes. into a drawer because that is not true. I'm I mean, glad. I hear that's so doing, you, uh, doing you, poorly. PSVR that, You know, yeah. I was going to ask Paris if he's still playing his. There's a lot of scuttlebutt on the internet. I think, you know, that's usually the vo vocal minority, Gary, of like saying, oh, the PSVR 2 is dead. The people that want it, I think, are playing it, Gary. But I don't know. I don't or, know. Or we're also just very used to when Paris gets a new uh, piece of hardware, him posting about it all the time. Like Never stop. The Steam Deck, you know? So we, we were just, you know, just wanted to know. We were concerned that he wasn't posting about it. I know when 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 I, he literally called me out by name on that. I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, no, I am still playing it. No, I'm I'm enjoying it. I've actually been playing Moss Book Two, 
on there, which is another game that, that came out at launch. It's good. It's fine. And again, I'm new to VR. So all this stuff is new to me. So I might be the exception to the rule when it comes to that. But yeah, I'm still enjoying it. One day, the new Firewall will come out, and we'll play oh, that. Yeah, I'm Gary, that, one. that game yep. I'm really excited about. That's Rainbow That's a shooter, Six. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's Rainbow mm-hmm. Six Siege, but a shooter in VR, and it's a like ton of fun. Still wait, we're one. still waiting for that killer app, like was one really VR game that's like, oh, you got to play it. I, 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 don't, I still don't think that's happened. I hope it's this one, because I played the first one, and I thought that's the one you got to play if you had the chance. To me, the best experience I've ever had in VR still to this day is Star Trek Bridge Crew. That is so much fun. It's perfect for VR. I used to love being the captain. I'd only ever play as a captain. I refused to be one of the, one of the um, subservient positions. Mm. I'm fucking taking orders from anyone. The, I'm giving the, the orders. <laughs> yeah, I belong in the captain's chair. Yeah, agreed. agreed Absolutely. Yeah. I think well, I'd be a good cap, a good, a good Starfleet captain. Be the actually. best, Gary. I would be, be good. Exactly. I would be good. Especially if you're on a negative five day, you know we're going to get into it. You know what I mean? My friend. If you uh, came out on negative five, you'd be like, we're about to do something bad. My friend Todd Stashwick plays uh captain shaw on the new the captain of the titan on the new uh, season of uh star trek picard and he kept it quiet because I, you know, I think he had to then like the first day he like posted a picture of it instead of him sitting in the chair on the bridge in the starfleet uniform and i texted him you motherfucker <laughs> i'm so jealous because <laughs> that's the dream that is the dream yeah. is the captain's look, chair look i know we're supposed to get start talking about video games and all that but now we'll get to it I have to pause on that for just a second. The fact that you're, that's your friend is awesome. Dude, he is so good. He is so He's a good very talented in, in actor. That, in, in that role on Picard. Honestly, this season of Picard has just been some of the best Star Trek they've done in a very long time. Really good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Gary, what, what have you been playing lately? We haven't got to catch up in a little bit. I wanted to see. I know you're a busy man. Have you made any time to play anything? Like yeah, that? I mean, I, I can't You're make, playing. I can't, I, I wish I could make time. I wish yeah. I could manufacture time mm. to play games, but I have to find it where I can. This weekend, I did have a couple of hours where I could sit down and, and play some stuff. Spent the first half an hour updating everything, as you do, yes, uh, downloading all the updates. And I just, there's a bunch of games that I've been meaning to play in my backlog for such a long time. I'm tired of talking about how I've got so many games in my backlog. I'm going to do something about it. Do and some. So I did like a kind of, a, I saw do a quick gong show. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna boot up each one of these games that I wanted that I've been meaning to play, and I'm gonna give them ten minutes each. And I'm sorry if it's brutal. If if your game takes longer than ten minutes for me to like grok it, mm. it's it's just not gonna happen for yeah. me right now. Like, but I've got to, I've got to find a way to clear this backlog. And so there's a few games. So Rock A City was one of them. Like I didn't even get through the tutorial. Like I just, I just had this moment of like, re- it wasn't like, oh, this game is bad or I, I don't like it. It was just like I just. I just don't care. Like, I just, I, I, I want to play GTA six. Why am I playing this? And I just, I didn't even, I didn't even get through the tutorial. I just quit out, uninstalled it, moved on. Um, Need for Speed Unbound is a game that I've been looking, cause I love racing games. I enjoy, I really enjoy racing and driving games, particularly ones where it's like street racing against the cops. Like, you know, like Need for Speed Hot Pursuit two is one of my all time favorite racing games, the burnout games. I just want to like fucking go and like smash stuff up and get involved in like crazy crashes and like and flip police cars over. Like those are the kind of games I want to play. Need for Speed Unbound is that kind of game. Yeah. Did one race. I'm like, I just, I just not feeling it. I just wasn't feeling it. I don't know what it is, but like, I just not, I wasn't feeling anything. So that didn't, that didn't work either. What else did I play? Oh, I just, I just, I ended up playing. I ended up, I'm still trying to finish up um, Coffee Talk. 
because Coffee Talk 2 is coming yeah. out. Episode well, two. I've got to We're finish talk about it. Got to finish bit. Coffee yeah. Talk so uh-huh. I can get to Coffee yeah. Talk 2. I ended up so I, like, I I didn't even get through the Gong Show. Like I did. I think I played like three Gong Show games, like ten minutes each. Got bored of all of them, so I just want to go back to a game that I know I enjoy. So I went back. I played like a Coffee Talk for an hour. Good call. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm very hard to please at the moment. You know, you gave a great recommendation that I've seen a lot of people now praise, and I want to give you your flowers and yeah. shout out. On Rail, we loved that game. Remember Unrailed, that? yeah. Yep, that was a great one, Gary. That was a great Great call party out. game, yeah. Here's what I'm going to hit you back with. I want you to look up when you get home. Go on. Dredge. Oh, okay. I've heard good Dredge. things about it. People hype up Dredge right game, now. Right? Horror fishing game, and I what think that's you, Gary. I think you're going to like this one, because I know you're not the biggest horror guy, but I think it's just right up your alley. You know. Oh, I mean? one thing that I will, and again, I know that it's, um, one thing that I do really enjoy, and again, I know it's the Xbox show, um, the the latest batch of uh, Mario Kart DLC tracks mm. really good. The of the I'll, 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 I'll and I'll go this far. Tell me, there's actually a rain, there's actually a Rainbow Road in the new set that I don't hate. It's the it's the oh. it's I think it's okay. the most acceptable. The most you know how Rainbow Road is like the one that really is designed to make you rage every yeah. time. Yeah, this one's all right. It's okay. actually within the, the the the. Don't get me wrong. Mario Kart in general is still the fucking worst game ever made. And the people who designed it deserve to be lined <laughs> you, up and shot. You just got to be better. You just got to be better. It's Jay. nothing to do with that. You've got to be more lucky. That's oh, the key. Oh, wow. You're going to say that to, to Barrett, who's the goat of That Mario is a Kart. game. Mario, don't get me started. That's Mario, <laughs> Mario Kart is a game that punishes skill and okay. rewards people oh. who are bad at it. Okay. 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 And it's the most RNG bullshit racing about Mario game. Mario Party. That's no, they're, they're both they're both as bad as each other. I love it. They're I both equally it. bad. Mario Party is just more overt in the way that mm. it does it. Like Mario Party will literally say, "I hey, I know. Let's do some total bullshit Let's right mess now." Mess it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, don't don't get me started. But the new Mario Kart tracks are uh, quite good. I enjoy. Okay. Shout out to Yoshi's Island. Well, That's a good one. Yeah, Yoshi's Island is. Yeah. Uh, I, I read a thing that said like it's the best new Mario Kart track they've done in a really, really long time. Okay. The London one I enjoyed, uh, which I think is from Mario Kart Tour, the iPhone game. The new Rainbow Road is really good. Um, and there's a Christmas. I don't know why. They, I, I guess it doesn't matter. But there's a there's a Christmas one. Yeah, in you the gotta new put it in there. Set as well. Why not? Okay. I, I, like I that. find it really weird, like doing Christmassy things when it's not, when it's not yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. You ever heard like a Christmas song in July? It's just weird. Uh, you listen to Mariah Carey any day of the week. You know? Well, I mean, in general, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to hear all I want is Christmas. All I want for Christmas is you in fucking July. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Well, guys, it was great to catch up. It was great to see what everybody's been playing. Share some of the things that we've been playing. Hopefully, the audience can share some good game recommendations for all of us, or maybe we can put them on. Oh, and looking forward, you and I were talking before the show because I just got a code for it, and I know no. you guys are going to be playing the new EA PGA Tour. We're going to get into that. Gonna hit the week. links together. Yeah, Paris, download this with your EA free trial. Thanks to EA. Yeah, ten Play. free hours. Ten free hours. If you don't want to buy the game, everybody, I tell you all this all the time. Play these sports games with that ten free hours. Get your fill, and then decide if you want to buy the game because this is totally worth it. But uh, guys, we're going to talk about Minecraft Legends in our hands-on preview right after a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Evil Dead Rise for sponsoring this episode. You can get your tickets now to see Evil Dead Rise in theaters April 21st. People are saying this movie is absolutely terrifying and I personally can't wait to see it in a theater because there's, there's, you know, few things in life are as special as watching a real scary horror movie surrounded by people freaking out with you. Uh, Moving the action out of the woods and into the city, Evil Dead Rise tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters played by Sullivan and Sutherland, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh possession. 
possessing demons, if I had a nickel, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Uh, New Line Cinema and Renaissance Pictures present a return to the iconic horror franchise, and we are hitting entirely new levels of fear here with this one. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for this, but wow, you definitely should. You look like you need a little bit of fear in your life. And then you can go to EvilDeadRiseMovie.com to get your tickets now to see Evil Dead Rise in theaters April 21st. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an un beatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrace.com all right everybody welcome back let's chat about it because paris un- you know unfortunately but fortunately this is another preview that happened two weeks ago so i know it's not super fresh and hot on our minds but we did get to jump into minecraft legends and have a hands-on experience with this upcoming title for you xbox gamers out there and everyone around the globe because it is going to be a really fun one so paris we have now seen what this action strategy game with a twist finally is there's no more questions in my mind what this game is i finally understand it and i'm going to try to do my best to explain it with you to our audience, but also yes. share our expression or share our experience. Because it's interesting, Gary. It is Age of Empires RTS, right? It is a real-time strategy game where you build a base, you have unit creation, you have unit management, resource management, but at the same time, it's all seen and done through one single character, you, the hero. So there's a lot going on instead of the over-the-top controlling with the mouse and keyboard creating things. It's you as the hero running around this. It's like cool a first-person RTS. Yeah, no, yeah, but you're third-person. Third-person RTS. Yeah, yeah third-person okay. RTS. You're the hero, but it's interesting. The hero can do so much, but also the hero's not allowed to damage buildings on the opposing team. So you can chop units. You can resource management, but when I'm up next to your base, I can't do any damage, which is very interesting. So how do you win? You have to use your uh, units to take down the opposing team's base at the end of it all. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So we're going to talk about it right now. Paris, I gave a brief summary of all of that. Why don't you give me what you think of the game? What is this game for everybody that doesn't know? And then let's talk about our experience because we got to play single player with the campaign. And then I know you and I both did a 4v4 multiplayer match. So let's talk about everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you you kind of recapped it short and brief um, very well that, you know, it's like an action strategy game. You're the hero and then you're doing resource management. You're doing base building. Um, you're creating like your your troops, so to speak. And there's different variations of those who have their own abilities. Like some would, would be good at building. Some would be good at actually using to attack. Some would be good at destroying like the other base, things like that. Right. 
Um, there's that single player component of it, the story mode, which you can play in co-op, but then there's also that that PvP mode as well. Um, this is also cross-play. So whether you're on Xbox, you're on PC, you're on, on the cloud, you're on the Switch, you're on the PlayStation, doesn't matter. You're all going to be able to play together, which is fantastic as well. And I think one of the biggest and best things about this is every time you come into a new match or session that you're doing, the world is procedurally generated. So it's constantly changing. So a strategy that you might have in one particular match may not simply work in the next one because just the geography of the map is completely different, right? Um, for me going into it, it, it was interesting. When, when you go through that opening tutorial um, and they're throwing all those different commands at you, I was like, man, am, am I really gonna remember all this, right? As you're going through it. But as you start playing it, and I had about a good two hours, I believe you probably had the same amount of time as, as I did, Mike, but I had about a good two hours with it. And once you're actually in there and playing, the, the commands kind of come to you more naturally. And it felt fine being able to do those. I didn't have any issues with that. But that sweet spot is going to be the PvP, I mm. think. That was for me, that was the thing where, because, you know, we, we've talked about this a bunch, and, and Gary, I'm sure you can relate to this as well. The, the the thing about Minecraft Dungeons that really grabbed me was that was kind of the game that got me and all my kids together to play. Right. right. Sure, we're going to be able to do the 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 story mode in co-op, but it is that PvP mode. And and I had an interview with um with Craig, who's the uh, the principal design director, as well as Dennis, who's the executive producer, both from Mojang. And um, you know, I was joking around with them that that PvP is gonna forge some friendships and is gonna end a few friendships at the same time, right? It's gonna create some family feuds and the whole thing because everybody has to have a job that you need to do, right? Like I immediately, when I played, I was like, I'm, I'm doing resources, that's my job. I'm gonna do my job to the best of my abilities, but other people are gonna to need to do their jobs as well. And you're gonna come into these different scenarios in the PVP, whereas if you're not all working together as a team, if everybody's not in sync doing what they need to do, that other team and the other team is they're going to just they're going to stomp you it's just 100 that's what's going to happen that's what the mojang guys did to us <laughs> when we were playing right so i can definitely see a lot of fun being ha ha happening out of this there's going to be a lot of different strategies that you're going to be able to come come up with this but there's also going to be some some moments where, where some people are going to be button heads as well i had a, a blast personally playing yeah. it because i see the potential of what this is going to be again it's minecraft it's family friendly but it can get complex at the same time with the different strategies. Like you said, the various resources that you're gonna have to collect, the different building tactics that you can do, defensive tactics that you're gonna do, the offensive tactics that you're gonna do, the different troops that you're gonna try to create. Not to mention, with all that said, you have the piglins, which which creates, I'm saying that right, I believe, the yes. piglins, but mm -hmm. they throw in that PVE element into the pvp mode as well because you have to worry about them too you know what i mean so there's all these different things that potentially could be happening when you're in a pvp session and the world's procedurally generated so it's not like you can just remember the map it's always going to change it's going to be dynamic every time you go in to play it and i think to me that was the 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 the, the, the sweet sauce of what Minecraft Legends is going to be is going to be that PvP mode. And, you know, we did a little bit of story as well, but um, I didn't get enough into it to really give a, a true opinion on how good or bad that's going to be. But that PvP mode is going to be it, man. That for me, anyways, I think it's going to be a blast.
That's really interesting because I'm on the opposite side, Gary. I oh, think the wow. winning formula is the campaign and not the PVP. To touch on the PVP with Paris, I agree. I had a ton of fun. Don't get me wrong. The PVP is going to be a good time. But where I come from with the RTS world, I'm so used to Warcraft and Starcraft where we're all individuals on one team building towards something, right? I build my base, you build your base. Then we meet up, we build as a team or we fight as a team. This game is simply you share everything, right? And communication mm -hmm. is going to be key. My team did not communicate, right? We came into it off of a break. Some people chatted with each other. Some people didn't, right? And that led to us not knowing each other's roles, not having a clear and concise game plan on what we're doing, right? Who is that base builder? Are you going to get resources? Are you scouting out and actually doing something? Hey, yeah. what are you up to, right? Like, Trying to bring four minds together without a clear and concise communication and knowing your role definitely deterred me from the fun that I wanted to have, right? If it was, Mike, build your own base, handle your own resources, build your own units, and then come meet Gary in Paris at a center spot, and then we go, would have had way more fun. Me sharing resources and sharing all that definitely deterred me from the fun that I thought I would have. Now, mind you, of course, the next time I play, I'll play with my friends. We'll all be talking, and it will be a totally different situation. I think it's really cool, like Paris brought up, the procedurally generated maps. Every single time you play, it will be unique and different, right? That team put a lot of effort into making that balanced as well, Gary, right? Because resources have to be put in the right spots. The piglin bases have to be put in the right spots. There's chests all around that you can get to help get you extra material, right? Like, all of that has to be balanced in a procedurally generated map. That's a whole lot of variables on that, right? Also, another cool one is there's technically four mounts in this game. You'll always be on a horse at first, but you can go find three other mounts that do different things, right? There's a tiger that runs faster. There's a beetle that can climb up the sides of walls, Gary. And so I got on this beetle. I found you find these mounts in the middle of nowhere as you're exploring the world, right? Yeah. I got on this beetle. I'm climbing up the side of trees to get away from an enemy. I'm climbing up and over their base walls to get into their base, right? There's also a toucan or a bird that will fly, right? So there's like really cool ideas of like, hey, go and encourage exploration with your family and friends, right? They're going to go have a good time. They'll find some chests. Maybe they'll find some different resources that we need. Like, I thought that was cool. But when it came down to, hey, we have to share the same conversation and share everything, that's where it fell apart for me on my side, right? And that's sure, it's just that one preview. Maybe it will be different. But why I really took away loved was the single-player campaign. And now, the cool part, like Paris said, right? If you're on new-gen hardware, you can play up to four-player co-op. If you're on old-gen, you'll be able to play two-player co-op. And I love that because I think about you and your daughter, pa or Gary, right? Like, for me, I think sharing that moment in Minecraft Dungeons was the big thing, Right? Paris had all his family members. You had your family members. Like, you guys got to share that experience, and it was a together thing, right? As opposed to now, you get to share that experience in an RTS, where it's usually harder to explain RTS games to newcomers onto it, right? So I think the way they laid it out on the tutorial on how you get briefed, all the systems in play, on top of that beautiful, cute cutscenes, right? All voice acted, super fun and cute in the Minecraft world, coming hot off of the Mario movie. Like, I think kids are really going to enjoy this. And we talk about that, right? Like, expanding the Minecraft world to more and what they're doing with these, like, fairy tales within that, right? Because Minecraft, you make your own story out of it. But we're also telling these cute fairy tales. 
I thought they nailed it with telling this cute story about the piglins coming into the overworld and you and all of your, you know, what used to be mobs that were enemies now need to team up and become friends, whether they be the creepers, the skeletons, or the zombies, yes. and how you do that in an RTS with this big open world map, right, Gary? Like, it's very interesting. It's not, hey, little mini campaign vignettes like it comes out of Age of Empires 2. You're in a large open world that you go from point A, you go over here, you got to go stop that piglin army. Go to this point now over here, build a base, get this piglin army. Like, I really liked what I saw out of the single-player campaign, and that is what's going to bring me in the most on this one. It's, um, it's quite overwhelming. You've, you've come at me with a lot here, and I feel like I've gone from know, under, knowing nothing about yeah. Minecraft Legends to now knowing a lot about it, but still not feeling like I understand. I feel like this is one of those games you've got to pick it up and play it you, to really yeah. understand. That's what I was going to say. Gary. Yeah. And There's so much. There's so much to it. But I, I, no, I, I, and, and the only question for me is, the only thing I care about in relation to this game is, can I sit on the couch with my kid and play it together? Can we play it together? Because that, that was obviously the magic of Minecraft Dungeons. But again, Minecraft Dungeons, very easy to understand, right? It's Minecraft-flavored Diablo. Yeah. And like, once you understand that, you can, you can just lock right into it. This, I felt like... There's no, there's no like one sentence description of what this is. You can, oh, I, I get it right away. Like you guys just talk for 10 minutes and I'm still, I feel like I'm none the wiser. Like yeah. it's a bit RTS. It's a bit, I don't know. It's a little bit of everything. I, I, again, I think like, you have to sit and play it to understand what it is. I think my kid will totally under, I think she'll, she's smart enough and old enough now that she'll easily, can easily pick up a game that is, is as sophisticated as this. Whether or not she'll even want to, I don't know. She's kind of migrated off of minecraft now all she wants to play is the stanley parable for some reason she's obsessed with the stanley parable but maybe maybe this great gets sense a, of humor may, maybe this gets her back into minecraft i don't know but like can i just know can i can i sit on the couch with my kid and play this together or do we need to be on two different xboxes to play it paris i believe you can now i might be wrong on that but i believe they have the system set up where you can play on the couch together yeah i believe you can too and if i'm misspeaking on that i do apologize but i'm pretty sure they again it's been two weeks but i'm pretty sure they said you could do that um but i i will go back to something that, that you were saying mike because obviously it is interesting that we're looking at it from two different perspectives but i i think to gary's point with with playing with kids you can kind of take one of your kids like i think this is a nice gateway into this type of strategy game right for kids where you can just assign one job to them you go do this while I go do that, you just do that and we'll together we'll accomplish the goal that we're trying to do versus telling them they got to do 20 different things at once. You can make it that complex on yourself if you so choose, but with the co-op aspect of it, you can just give your kids specific jobs while you have your own job and, you know, be it in the campaign mode or be it in the PVP mode, you can have success that way. But and playing against the Mojang guys, you can see on that PvP side where it can get extremely complex. Like they were setting up the, the freaking catapults and they're shooting shit at us and then they're coming and raiding and tearing down. But like it was crazy some of the stuff that they were doing. But again, to, to the other point that you were making, Mike, that it wasn't your favorite mode, I think the advantage that I had, even when I played for the first time, you know, I'm playing with Danny. I'm playing with a couple other people that we all knew each other, right? Yeah. So we were instantly already used to communicating. So it, it made more sense. So when I translate that, bringing it home with, with my, my kids, obviously we're going to communicate, you know what I mean? Because we obviously know each other. And I think that that synergy of communication that you can have in PVP can, can add to add a layer to it. That can be pretty fun because you're going to be able to do some unique and complex things. If you guys are all working together, like, 
you know, there's even scenarios where they were talking about how you'll see people that will immediately just gather resources. And their first thing to do is they're just adding multiple layers to their base, right? So that by the time the other opposition wants to come and attack, they're going to have to go through multiple layers while then you're coming around the back end and you're attacking them and creating capital. Like that's the kind of stuff that you're going to be able to do in that PVP. And again, depending on how the, the procedurally generated world is at that time is going to also dictate what type of strategy you're going to have too. So again, I think what what is it, 40 bucks at launch? Um I, I I think this is such a great value add. I mean we'll obviously see once we get the final game and review it, but just from this preview hands on a couple for a couple hours, it's what I thought it was going to be as far as I go like, yep, this is something me and my kids are going to have fun playing. And uh definitely I, I felt that in those two hours. Yeah, that's the big positive that I take away is like we once again return to the well of Minecraft to show off a new style of game that maybe Minecraft kids or Minecraft families might not think about, right? Minecraft mm -hmm. Dungeons was a hit showing you what a top-down dungeon crawling action RPG could be. It, yep. Yeah, I mean, right? I, I, I like what, what they're doing with, with Minecraft in, with these brand extensions like, you know, like my, Minecraft was kind of like my first RPG, mm -hmm. right? And this is like my first RTS. It's like a nice gateway drug into different kinds yeah. of games because the Minecraft universe makes it accessible for kids. And obviously, I wouldn't say they dumbed down, but to some extent simplified to like, because they know that kids are going to be a big part mm -hmm. of the audience for, for any Minecraft game. Um, I mean, I presume it will be on Game Pass. So, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up. Uh, it, will, it will entirely depend on whether or not my kid wants to play it. I've got really no interest in playing it on my own because I honestly don't care about my, the Minecraft universe at all. But if my kid's interested, I will definitely see if it's a viable thing for us to play together. It will be interesting to see if, because I mean, one of, I think one of the big lessons learned from Minecraft Dungeons was families love to play this game together. Yeah. So if they, I, I'm hoping that they have brought that over and said, look, well, listen, one of the big hits of Minecraft Dungeons was families playing together. Let's make sure that Minecraft Legends checks that box as well. So we'll see if it does. And that's what Paris is saying, right? It's like together is the big statement out of this. Coming out of this, this is the game that you play together because you share everything you work together for the common goal right and i think that is the big positive out of this and what people are really going to enjoy is getting assigned a role or figuring out different ways but knowing hey i'm in charge of base building right and i'm going to have fun building that base while my buddy washi is going to be running around getting us different resources right or there's gary hey go recon and fight off the piglins get us yep. extra resources there yep. paris you're going to push up and you're going to go see the extra base like I think together is the main takeaway from this. And it ran really well, Paris, right? Like, of course, mm -hmm. we didn't see everything perfectly, but from what we got to play, the game ran really well. It looked really good. What they did on a controller aspect side of things when it's normally a mouse and keyboard RTS world, it runs really well. And that is because you are the hero. You're controlling one unit that then can call upon all the units that you build with a nice big radius circle where you can call in all your minions. You can control them with very easy, simplified button presses of go attack this wall, attack these humans over here, attack their base, right? Like I thought that was very well done on a controller side of things. Resource management, again, was very well done. You get little fairies, we'll call them. They have correct names, but you put them down next to ore. They mine the ore for you. You don't have to stand there. You can run away. You go mm -hmm. find redstone. You put down one fairy. It will mine that, right? And so you can get up to a couple of them, and you can explore, mine, and help your team while you keep moving, which I really enjoy. I'm just thinking about the ways that I traditionally play cooperative games with my, with my daughter, 
and I'm already thinking about what a shit show this is going to be. Like, when, 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 we play, when we play Overcooked together and I'm desperately trying to get her to wash the dishes, but all she wants to do is fucking donuts with the fire extinguisher all around the kitchen. Yes. Like, I don't know, may, maybe, the, maybe the best way to play this will be like one-on-one co-op and we'll have to go at it together. The thing is she's going to no, kick my no, ass it, at it. Gary, I already had had a vision as I was playing, because like I said, resource management is a component to this where I could see my youngest daughter. I'm telling her, all right, you you focus on resources. And again, you share it to Mike's point. Right. So say I need more redstone or I need more wood or something. And I'm I can hear it now. Stop getting wood. We need we need iron. Go yeah. get iron. Like, yes. I, I, I can hear it already. Oh, yeah, that's it's coming. But that's part of the fun of it at the same time. So. Yeah. Yeah, try, try, and, and yeah. Mike, I, I, it's literally the conversation. I would have. Why are you yeah. chopping onions? I need tomatoes right yes. now. <laughs> yes. but, but to Mike's other point, I think they also did a great job with the with the control on, on the controller, how how, it, how, how everything fun- functions on that, the button placement and everything in the control scheme on that. So it is simplified enough that, again, anybody can pick it up and be able to understand it. It's not overly complex where you need to be on a mouse and keyboard to really be able to control things and, and understand it. But that option is also there as well, because obviously if you hop on on a PC, you can have mouse and keyboard support. So, so far again, because it, it, it's Mojang and then the other studio, and I'm, I'm blanking Blackbird, on their name. Black Blackbird Thank Interactive, you. yep. Blackbird Interactive, yeah, that made Minecraft Legends. They've done a fantastic job so far. Yeah, this one gets a thumbs up from me, Gary. I look forward to giving it a try with my kid if she wants yeah. to play, for uh, sure. I'm yeah. impressed with what we saw, and I look forward to its release just here in just a couple of weeks in April. So it's right around the corner, Gary. But let's yeah. talk about some more games coming to your Xbox ecosystem because ID at Xbox had a little mini showcase stream today. One hour, of course, hosted by our friends of the show, Mav and Glenn, taking on a new format, Gary. A little something different from the ID at Xbox crew for this little mini showcase. One hour, we got to see nine games with trailers showcasing some fun indie games. We got a nice interview with Geo Morgan from the team over at Vampire Survivors talking about their new DLC and an in-depth look at the last case of Benedict Fox's combat system for all of you to look out for. And this is the game, Gary, that we've been telling you. I think you're going to like that because, of course, going back to your fun game, The Artful Escape. Love that This is right up that alley with very cool art style. Watching the combat now definitely reminded me more of an Ori situation. So if you like Ori, you're going to like this game because it is, of course, the fantastical Lovecraftian Metroidvania is what they're calling this one. But it has a combat system very similar to Ori going on here. Very cool. I mean, very as cool. you say, the art style is is beautiful. Yeah. So if you're interested in this game, you want to learn more about the combat, a great little deep dive, about 10 minutes of deep dive action into this. But I want to talk about some of the games that we got to see because we did see nine trailers for ID and Xbox games Coming your way, of course, Coffee Talk Episode 2 coming out on April Yeah, 20th. as I mentioned, interesting in Pass. that. Yeah, love that. A little fun one for you, Gary. This one I need you to know about. There's two that are must-sees. The Little Guardsman is a must-see. It is a Cartoon Network-type look. So, like, imagine your Cartoon Network, like, bright colors, fun characters, but in a paper-please situation where social deduction, you're telling which town folks can come into your castle what can't, and making sure that they don't cause any sort of trouble. Okay. Gary, this game is cute as can be. It is a must-go-see, and uh, they don't have a date for this one yet, but I'm really pumped up. I know Barrett's going to bring up the footage in just a second for everybody watching, but it had something to it where 
You see it, you hear it, and you go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, very cool. This is going to be a fun one where she's in charge of the guard tower, letting people in or out of your village, which is really, really great. So keep an eye out for this one, Gary. Okay. It's like Fisher-Price papers, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Uh, And then the next one, the uh, Explorator. Explorator. This one. Yes. Explorator. The I think there's an L in there. I might have misspelled it, but take a look. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. Explor- Explorator. Yeah, I think I've misspelled that one on the dock. But yeah. when you see it, you're going to love it because this one, Gary, at first I was like, oh, just a cute little dinosaur walking around. This can be some walking sim. I'm not going to like this. Bang, Gary. Turns into a dope first-person old-school Wolfenstein Doom-looking shooter. Oh, yeah? Badass. Gary. Okay. You're going to like this one. This is another must-see and probably going to be a must-play when this one comes out, and uh, yeah, I was impressed with what I saw coming out of this one, Gary, as we take a look at the footage from director. Yeah, right now it looks very indie. Mr. Barrett Courtney. But oh, yeah. but okay, okay, but now, okay, all right. Yeah, yes. yeah, I love that shell shaded. Shell cell shaded. shaded, I can't you got even it. say it, but yes. Yes, uh, first-person shooter, old-school Doom and Wolfenstein look, but with cute dinosaurs, a lot of fun gun, first-person shooter gunplay, I think people are going to really dig this. That's really cool, thanks yeah. Thanks to the ID at Xbox. You wouldn't program. usually ex- expect that art style and that game style to go together, which is what I think is interesting. And it worked right there. Yeah. Another, Gary, you missed out on, I believe we didn't get to talk from my experience at GDC, Sulphur is another game just like this with a very cool art style and an old-school first-person shooter, Counter-Strike type vibe that you would dig as well. Gary. Okay. So check out Sulphur. Um, those are some of the nine that I saw that I thought really deserve a, a shout-out. Yeah, Lily. we saw this before, Sulphur. I remember we showed this yes. on a previous X-Cast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. This reminded me of Sulphur, that Explorator is right. Yeah. Paris Lily, I know you watched. Did you see any other out of the nine that I missed that you want to call out? Well, yeah. I mean, for me, it was the um, the the Coffee coffee Talk 2. I didn't play the first one. Mm. So okay. I was like, okay, I go, maybe I need to check out the first one. And the Cassette Beast as well. I think that's an interesting concept. Cassette uh, Beast. To be able to, yeah, to check out too, you know, kind of the monsters and the fusion that's going on there. But I mean, I just think overall, again, fantastic hour, you know, shout out to Mav. She's, she's always great when she hosts these events. Um, just seeing these indie games from ID at Xbox, just overall, I definitely want to check them all out for sure. But but that highlight to me was that Explorator. That's that's the one for me. Yeah, that looks that fun. I, I want to play. Yeah. That and for me, obviously, the Vampire Survivors DLC yeah. is that's, the, that's, that's the headline story for me. And again, what Skybound Games is doing with um, the um, closer, close, closer, I can't talk today, I apologize. Closer the distance. Yes. That looks interesting as well. Um, almost has an As Dust Falls-esque type of feel to it. So, yeah, interesting. That, that one screamed Greg Miller game to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Greg Miller loves a story about What loss. does that mean? Shit. Loves- yeah, you know, he, he, he likes, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say it, Gary. That's what he likes, you know what I mean? That's Gary. Doomed to fail. That's him. Um, but yeah, some really cool ones. Shout out to Xbox for trying something different with the idea at Xbox uh, Showcase. Something a little different from last year and years previous. A tight hour, two hosts talking with a small interview segment. Got a deep dive of one of the games coming very, very soon. So, of course, your Xbox ecosystem and nine trailers to check out nine new games which is good uh gary here's one for you as we start rounding out the show and go through some of the smaller news stories of course we love planet earth we love when xbox takes initiative and does their best to go on a mission to zero and try to lessen their impact 
on planet Earth, and we got a brand new controller just for you, Gary. That I I saw it. I saw this on social media with. earlier this week. Yeah. So to celebrate Earth Day 2023 and continue their mission to lessening Team Xbox's impact on planet Earth, the product team has created the Remix Special Edition controller. Controller made with one third reground and reclaimed materials this uh controller sports an earth tone look with bright pops of green calm blues and a dope tan hand grip with topographical designs it also includes a rechargeable battery pack which will release on april 18th for 84.99 of course if you're saying to yourself mike what does regrind and reclaimed materials mean of course regrind is a process of mechanically recycling leftover xbox one generation controller parts into uh, raw material that can be used to partially create new controllers. And, of course, post-consumer recycled resins are incorporated from reclaimed materials like automotive headlight covers, plastic water jugs, and CDs. So, of course, helping out the environment, using some of the older waste things that they haven't used into new products, which is always great because we only get one planet Earth, Gary Wood, and I love when we try our best to protect planet earth just a little bit you know we're trying our best yeah i like the color scheme i love gary i mean bear brought it up i love this color scheme i'm surprised how much it grew on me because when you first look at it i think a lot of people say ew that's weird but that dark green with the green pop and that wood tone background or that back grip just it grew on me gary it grew on me mm-hmm. and the rechargeable battery pack I mean, yes. you got to give kudos to that. Shout also out to good. get yeah, one of those. Typically, when you buy a controller, right, you just get, they give you a, a, a little some, double A's. Double A's. Say yeah. enjoy. It's right, Gary. So I like hearing that. Uh, let's go on over to your Xbox Game Pass update for April. We have some new games hitting your way. Of course, out now, you have Loop Hero and Iron Brigade. Paris, did you ever play Loop Hero? I know that game got a whole lot of love a couple years back. Did any of you guys ever play that? I never I, did, no, but I, I did. remember it getting a lot of love, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Paris, you did play that. What, what is Loop yeah. Hero? What do I need to know about Loop Hero? Oh, wait, or am I miss? Am I thinking of Loot? I'm thinking of Loot River. Oh, you're thinking Loot River? Yeah, yeah Loot River. Loot, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm I played Loot River. Yeah. Loop, Loop Hero, though, I remember, yeah, I remember Loop Hero getting a lot. I think, like, Rebecca Valentine and a bunch of people back in the, back in the day were, like, really um, talking this game up a lot. I remember this was one that Andy really, really loved yeah. uh, when it was coming out. And I think when he got a Steam Deck, I think maybe, this was like a full-on addiction yeah. all the time. Mm. Right, yes. yeah. Looks like a perfect Steam Deck game, actually. One of those. On April 12th, you will get Ghostwire Tokyo. Of course, we did do a PS I Love You XOXO review of this game. Uh, I said I had a good time with it. It is not a great game, but it is a fun game if you're looking for an open-world game that's set in Tokyo with some really cool like light horror elements. It's not something that's going to make you jump, but it will give you the creeps when you go into some cool side missions yeah, yeah. learning about the urban legends. I liked that one. April 13th, NHL 23 comes to console thanks to EA Play. One of my favorite sports games besides FIFA, Gary. I think FIFA's still the goat of sports games, but NHL, there's nothing better and teaming up with your friends and just laying some big hits. I used to like hockey. Hockey games. I think like hockey is like the only American sport that I enjoy playing as a video game. Oh, it is a blast game. Yeah. It's so much fun. So please go play World of Shell 3v3, no rules with your friends. You'll love it. April 18th, Minecraft Legends on cloud console and PC. We gave you our preview. Can't wait to give you a review once the game releases later on this month. And of course, coming back on Game Pass, Goat Simulator returns on cloud console and PC. So if you're looking to get in some hijinks, some laughter, you got Goat Simulator. Always Sim a on good it. time. 
Uh, some heads up for you. Play 10 free hours of EA Sports PGA Tour with early access right now. That went live yesterday as of recording, so you can jump in and hit the links and have some fun with your 10 free hours. I tell you this every time. Take advantage of those EA Play deals where you get 10 hours of those games. Mm -hmm. Need for Speed, like you talked about? Yep. 10 free hours. You can play that. Uh, of course, over on the Game Pass Perks side of things, two months of Peacock Premium Plus. I'm wearing the sweatshirt, and I got to promote it, of course. My guy, Greg Miller, host of the WWE. This is awesome show on Peacock. You can watch that exclusively Some good stuff on there. Peacock. That's of where course. I watch a lot of my Premier League football is on Peacock. Come on, Gary. You know, I'm watching so much Ted Lasso, Gary. It's unbelievable. I'm crying after every episode. You know. Well, that. that's on Apple, but I know. I, but I, I think I, still, I think I, I think they it. have an Apple deal as well. Really? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I think they do. Kinds of, yeah, all they kinds did. of freebies. I took advantage of it. Oh, yeah. get that is right. And then of course, leaving on April 15th, you have a number of games: Life is Strange, True Colors, mm -hmm. Moonglow Bay, which you should definitely check I out. I liked Moonglow. Moon, that's one of those cozy games. That's a I liked cozy Moonglow game. Bay, yeah. Uh, Panzer Corps Two. Rainbow Six Extraction. If you didn't play that with some of your friends, go check it out. That was the Rainbow Six Siege PvE situation that they built. It is a fun time with your friends for a weekend. Go check that out. I think you'll have a good time. Um, the Long Dark and Rift Breaker. Gary, our final one for you. It's just a little tease. Okay. We don't know if it's real or not. All right. Can't give you official confirmation, but I can say that a new storage expansion card could be on the way. Oh, that's what we a need. Listing on Best Buy spotted Sunday. Thanks to Andy Rick Flair on Twitter. This is from Windows Central, the team over there, Windows Central Gaming, shows a one terabyte WD Black expansion card for the Xbox Series X and S. While it's currently listed as sold out, I checked 404 page right now over on Best Buy. So not live anymore. Uh, this likely means the card will be formally available to purchase sometime soon. The price is also eye-catching as it's $180, which is $40 cut from the usual oh, price still, of the got, Seagate branded version. It's, it's, still, it's still not good. It's still, it's still outrageous. Why, yeah. why has it taken this long? Like The one thing, I mean, as annoying as it is, you've got to open up the PlayStation and get your screwdriver out to put in the, ex, the, the extra mm -hmm. storage on the PlayStation. At least there are a lot of options available, and there's, there's price competition because you know, it's, it's essentially, you know, it's just, it's just what, like an M2... SSD, right? Yes. Anyone can make one of those, and Samsung and you know Western Digital. All these companies are making them. I I don't know what it is about the Xbox expansion that is it proprietary in some way. Like, why is it taking so long for even one third-party option to come to market? It's taken too long, I think. Paris Schoolum, tell us what's up. Well, I mean, to Gary's point, this is probably the biggest mistake that Xbox made this generation mm. was was having the proprietary um hard drives that that they're doing i mean at launch it all made sense i remember got to talk to jason ronald at launch and explain why they did it. and i'm like okay but the fact that here we are three years later and they've still not been able to get that price to a reasonable place and i get there's all kind of factors that's going on but when you look at what playstation was able to do and i put in more storage in my playstation 5 it took me two minutes done right sure the the expanded storage is a lot easier to plug and play on the on the series x and the s but that price is such a deterrent like when i think about the s the one thing about the s is i want to, i want more storage for yeah, it say all the time but yeah. i don't want to spend 200 dollars to do it that's crazy I, at that point i might as well just have a series just x. get next yeah yeah i'm exactly so, with you I, I love how easy it is to plug the thing on the back it reminds me almost of like the yeah. old play the old playstation one memory card just yeah. like slot it in and you're done yeah. but the price yeah. is so prohibitive 
It's, 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 it drives yeah. me crazy. And I, I, again, I don't know. I, I guess there is something proprietary about it. But like, why? Why is it? Did they have like some kind of window of exclusivity? Like third-party manufacturers weren't allowed to make them for a certain amount. Like, why is it only happening yeah. now? That's the that's the. the I thought that was the me. case. They teamed up with Seagate. With Seagate, right? Yeah. And then Phil said, "Like, we're going to open it up now to more people," but we never saw anybody actually do it yet. Yeah, it's and it's really annoying because again, the the you know I'm an idiot and I've got too much money, so like, I bought the card at the time and thought oh, nothing I'm of it. Jealous, yeah, and yeah. I love having two terabytes in my I Series X do. at home. No, you do. But it is it, for me where the real bottleneck is, and we've talked. People have heard us talk about this before. The real bottleneck is the Series S. The Series S is a fantastic machine, except for that 512 gig hard drive. It's not enough. It just isn't. And again, there's no point buying. Like, two things need to happen: either the the the, the, the storage, the third party storage. Options need to get down to competitive, like closer to $100. As soon as you use yes. 180, I'm like, why are we even bothering? Close to $100 for an extra terabyte. Like, look at, what, look at what memory costs like on the open market. It's way, way, way cheaper than this. So it needs to get down to like the more the universal prices for storage. Storage is cheap these days, unless you've got an Xbox, apparently. Um, or they need to start shipping one terabyte versions of the Series S. Hopefully there'll be some kind of Series S refresh with a one terabyte drive, because that's the number one... I would unreservedly recommend a Series S to almost anyone, but I would always say, ah, but just bear in mind, wow. you're going to run out of storage really fast. Gary, while I agree with you, they do need a one terabyte Series S option for all the people that have already bought, have a Series S, you know, like, my, like myself and others to then see that hit the market. And even if it's, I don't know, what is, what is the Series S right now? 300 bucks. Let, yeah. let, let's say the one terabyte one was 350, right? That would almost seem like a slap in the face because I can't I can't have that price I can't expand my storage to be on par with that for the same price. But I but right? I think and but I, I think though, but I think the expansion option is going to come alongside it, right? By the time by the time there is like a one terabyte Series S, my guess is there'll probably be like a hundred dollar memory card as well. Yeah. I would hope. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. They got to get that price down of that one terabyte expansion. Like what's what's the going rate for like a terabyte, like a terabyte of SSD storage these days? It ain't 180 bucks. I no. tell you that much. It's a lot less than that. I'll tell you what, Gary. I mean, I I love that they brought back the memory card type look and feel. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm interested. I love the idea of like pulling it out, bringing it to your house. Yeah, put it right it into in, another right? like machine. It's great. I was all on board for that. But Paris, what do you got? I literally just pulled up the Western Digital Black one. Um, I can go to Best Buy right now and get it for seventy bucks. Okay, so it, I was gonna, I was going to say hundred. It's cheaper even than that. Yeah, it's, it, the one terabyte's got. And be that's $100. the high. And that's the, that's the M two, right? That's the high spec you can put in a PlayStation yeah, Five. That's the M two. Yeah. I'm looking at the Samsung 980 Pro one terabyte that you could put into a PS Five right now. Ninety bucks. That's a joke. Microsoft needs to do yeah. better on this. They're really lagging yeah. behind on this. That was thing. their one when we did the re-review of the Series S or Series X after two years. That was the conversation we had was storage is a problem. And we got yeah. it. I want to see with the next, because there's always a hardware refresh, especially in these really long hardware cycles. The thing I want to see from the next refresh, the next, whatever the next kind of mid-gen mm -hmm. upgrade, like half-assed update that they do, like, you know, when they do the Pro or whatever, or the, or the, um, the, the uh, what did they call it back at the time? The, the, one, the one X yeah. Oh, yeah. or the Elite uh -huh. mm -hmm. is, I just want, I want to see an Xbox Series X without a disk drive that's cheaper. I don't even know if the disk drive in my X Series X even works or if there's even one in there. I've never tried to use <laughs> it. Mine has 50 cent blood in the sand in it. 
Oh, well, you, if you're going to put something in there, you Come might as on. well put that in there. Come on. And a Series S with better storage. Those are the two refreshes they need mid-cycle, I think. Great. Well, we will oh, continue. Well, oh. One thing that for, uh, you didn't mention during the Game Pass stuff, uh, Mike, I wanted to make sure we brought up, because Quantum Break is leaving. Oh, yes, Game I Pass. saw that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because of that weird know, licensing issue, right? Right. And Aaron Greenberg confirmed that it will <laughs> come back. They just got to work out the licensing, oh, so it's not going great. away forever. There we go. That's great right there. That's good to know for everybody out there. Quantum Break, a totally different style of game than we've ever seen that Xbox tried to do back in the Xbox One era. Well worth your time to just see it and enjoy it, see what that's mm -hmm. all about. Mm -hmm. Mix of a video game and a television show. Always thought that was weird and different, and I like that, right? I like when we get weird and different. But we'll be twiddling our thumbs until, of course, that comes back due to licensing, and we get to see expanded hard drive space or even the Xbox family plan. That's just somewhere yeah, out where's, there. Where, where's, where's the Game Pass family plan that they've been talking about? But, and I know they've been, test, they've, they've been testing it, right, been in testing some territories. It, one day it will come, Gary. Give it Until to us. then, we'll keep talking Xbox. We'll keep having fun here on the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We're going to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed the preview of Minecraft Legends. Of course, let us know down in the comments below or hit us up on social media. Tell us if you are excited for this real-time strategy game, action real-time strategy game, with a little twist. Let us know if you like that. And, of course, we'll see you back here next week for more video game talk. Goodbye, everyone.